The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy, and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. You look so cute. Thank I'm you. loving your outfit. Thank you. Olivia Flowers is here, which by the way, what a good last name. Thank you. I like it. Everyone thinks my name's a stage name. Is I'm it? Like, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like Flowers. Such a good last name. Thank you. Okay, Olivia Flowers, Southern Charm in the house. I'm a huge fan of the show. Tell us how you got on the show. Did you ever discuss this? A couple of times. I mean, I was, I'm family friends with Leva. And like my dad and her husband do business together. And so she reached out to me when I was living in L.A. at the time, working as a production assistant. And she called me and she's like, they're looking for new faces. I'm just going to put your name in to see how it goes. I never thought it would continue to go. But it was also around the time of COVID. So I had like months to really think about it and talk about it with my family. And, you know, some of my other castmates, they've told me they got their contract in like a week. And after so you had a lot him. of time to process. I had a lot of time. So you were in L.A. What were you trying to do in L.A.? Initially, I just always knew I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. And I went out there initially like thinking acting. But then I got the job as a production assistant. And I loved behind the camera. Were work. you on a show? Like on a show? Yeah. It was called The Colony. It was scripted. It was on USA. And so it was on the Paramount lot. And then I also did like subbed in for other projects. And... And then I started working for an acting coach. And she was like a coach I got hired after actors booked their jobs. So, like, she would go to set and coach them there. Oh, cool. And so I got to kind of be her assistant. And I learned a lot with, like, casting and editing. And I I just, I loved it. And then COVID hit. And then the show came. Wow. (laughs) So a huge detour. But I was happy about it because my family was in Charleston. So I wanted to be close to them. So you were in L.A. by yourself, like, straight out of college. Mm Mm-hmm. You were like, I'm going to try to get into this industry. Did you get on any auditions? Did you like have any? I so I had an agent in Atlanta because Atlanta is huge for filming. Originally, you're from Texas, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I was born in California, raised in South Carolina, but moved to Texas in high school. So Texas is. And then college was Clemson, which is South Carolina. Oh, okay. And then L.A. Yeah. And you would have stayed in L.A. if not for the show, you think? I think for a little while longer, but I always knew I wanted to go back and be closer to family. And the show just came and kind of expedited my decision to go back. But I would have stayed a little bit longer. I was getting excited about things in L.A. And your family that whole time was in Charleston. Yes. 
And then we meet you season eight mm-hmm. and you're like living with your family in the house. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point you had met Austin. Mm-hmm. So Leva introduced you kind of before the show. Is that what happened? Yeah. Leva introduced us. He like reached out to her and was like, who is this? And then she kind of like set us up to meet. He came to Leva and I's combined birthday. Oh, you did party. a birthday with her? Yeah. Before filming? Before filming. Oh, wow. I know. So that was. If you like have the, the same birthday, meeting. like around, she's like three weeks ahead of me, but we like forced it. And it was like 30 of Leva's friends and six of mine. And four of those were my family members. So <laughs> it's more Leva's party. Was she trying to get you like in with the with the crowd? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. She knew I was coming back and like wanted me to just like be around it. And she's like big sister for me there. Yeah. And so. Yeah, that's what that was. So you met him that night at the party? I'd met him one other time before, but at the party was like, we were both there to kind of like see each other and hang out. How long was that before starting a film? I'm wrong. I'm so sorry. Okay, I, Craig and Austin had a bachelor party in Palm Springs when I was in L.A., and I had already met them once. And they're like, what's Come a on. bachelor party? Oh, somebody else was somebody getting married. Else. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, what? Is, like, just, okay. <laughs> no. And I like I remember showing up and it was like all of course it was all dudes. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to think so I'm the entertainment. Well, I wanted to go hang out with Austin and Craig. And I just like was and I took one of my girlfriends. But I remember walking and I was like, they're going to think we're the strippers. Like we're the only girls here in the desert and we're walking into this party. But it was really fun. So. Wait, was the were the other dudes not mad that like girls came to the bachelor party? I did ask, but they all were cool. And I, they were from Charleston. And I knew some of them, too. So it ended up being like a fun hangout. But did any of it feel like trying to set something up before the show started filming? Or was that like between you and Austin? Or was that not the vibe? No, I mean, it really stayed between Austin and I because like we connected and then talked and hit it off on our own. The show just, of course encourages whatever direction you're going in. So he and I were already kind of talking before. So they're like, great, like, let's follow this, you know? So that's why I always am like, no, I didn't get the show because... Because of Austin. Yes, it's such a big misconception. I think the way that the show starts and you're introduced is like, here's a girl that that Austin is like seeing now. Yeah, and Austin does... you came on because of Leva. Right, and Austin does the introduction for Mm. me. So that is obviously why that kind of seems... But yeah, Leva is the reason I'm... On. Is she, aside from her, like, did you click with any of the girls before you started filming? Naomi and I got off on a rough start as well as Benita. But the next party after our argument, we like squashed it and have been close friends since. Taylor was like one of the first, I would say. I just feel like we had more in common. Yeah. Is she your age? Is she younger than you a little bit? She's a year younger than mm. me, two years younger. But no, I mean, I really felt like I hit it off. I felt like I kind of had it easy coming in. You can't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get tossed in as for any kind of drama or. I was thinking that because I was like, you're coming on a show season eight. These people all like have been together for so long. Usually that would be a rough start. Yeah. You didn't really have that. I I didn't feel like I mean, everyone was really cool, like welcoming me in and my family had lived there for so long. So I feel like they had kind of like established themselves there and so it was it was an easy transition I got lucky because I've seen other people not so much (laughs) well I think it's not lucky I think it's you because you I think from the beginning you just are a good person and that shows you know and like you didn't seem like you were there to you know cause any drama or like ruffle up any feathers ruffle well (laughs) well also too like they want they really loved like my parents being a part of it and like the family dynamic so I was like that 
I mean, why did they love that? So there was a lot of wine. It was a cool vibe, right? A Your lot mom of wine. was always like yes. offering wine. <laughs> yeah. it, does that happen like all the time uh, when you go home? Happy hour is a big, big thing in our house. So do you have other friends in Charleston aside from the show or did you not really have like a core group there? I had a couple of friends from college that lived there, but no, like my core group was more in Dallas and Greenville, South Carolina, where I grew up. Mm. So so was that hard in, in that way that you didn't really have friends there? Yeah, kind of. And also like I'm not, but Charleston's always been the place that I vacationed and visited growing up. It was never a place I lived. So mm -hmm. it was kind of an adjustment, like living in your vacation place. Yeah. You know what I mean? But do you love it now? I do. Yeah. Would Are you going to stay there, do you think? I don't know. I just don't. I feel like I have like commitment issues when it comes to geography. Like oh, I don't really? ever want to like signing a lease is the most terrifying thing in the world to me. So I feel like I don't ever. Do you have your own place there now? So my parents are in Houston and I am like the. Guarding the house. Guarding the house. Yeah. But I do like I've been looking but I just cannot bring myself why to, like, would you pay. though get your own place I know I don't I mean just to have your own stuff like you yeah. know like it's my family's house and I feel like I'll feel a little bit more at home in Charleston right now I just like leave every chance I oh get. you're like traveling a lot and stuff. yeah if you guys don't already know about organic Olivia let me introduce you organic Olivia is basically traditional herbalism for modern life health issues. I know that like going to an herbalist can sound a little bit scary or like something woo woo that, you know, you're, you're not familiar with. So this is not that this is for you. Olivia is a clinical herbalist and she has a collection of natural medicinal tinctures and adaptogens that work on everything from digestive troubles to skin problems to hormone issues. She has amazing products like main magic that reduces hair shedding, liver juice, it makes skin dewy and great and gluco bitters. Those balance blood sugar before you eat carbs, kind of like what Ozempic does, but natural. OK, so that's their best selling tincture is the gluco bitters. And basically it's infused with over 500 milligrams of herbs that help balance blood sugar to combat insulin resistance and improve metabolic health. So the herbs and gluco bitters lessen cravings and support insulin sensitivity. So you can take a couple of drops in a glass of water before a big meal and voila, you'll feel full faster. Okay. We love a natural solution. Organic Olivia has thousands of positive product reviews, an amazing and diverse array of products to check out. This is a brand that never offers discounts. So it's your lucky day. Go to organicolivia.com and use code NOTSKINNY at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. That's Organic Olivia, O-R-G-A-N-I-C-O-L-I-V-I-A.com and use code NOTSKINNY for 15% off for a limited time only. Okay, for all you procrastinators, there's still time to get the perfect gift for your loved ones. Add drumroll, Macy's. Macy's knows that we're out here being late on gift buying. So they're offering literally a last minute gift sale. Now until Saturday, December 23rd, you can get an extra 20% off great gifts, including latest wardrobe updates, makeup and skincare sets, season's hottest toys for your kids, and everything else 
on your wish list. So if you go to Macy's.com and you use the promo code gift, you'll save 20% off all that stuff that I just told you. But if you're feeling so crunched for time that you don't even know where to start, don't worry. Macy's has all the inspo for you. You can use Macy's gift finder. Okay. And you can shop by price there. You can shop by budget. If your budget is $25 for a work colleague, $50 for, you know, a friend or Lux for me. No, I'm just kidding. Job by gift list. So Macy's has curated unique lists for all the personalities in your life. If your loved one loves a spa or, you know, someone in your family is a big sports fan, Macy's has you covered. You can find curated gift lists also from a lot of your favorite influencers. You could shop by category. It's all laid out for you. So no more excuses. Go check out Macy's.com slash gift finder and uh, find that perfect present. I wanted to address your brother's passing. I'm so sorry. Thank you. That was so hard to watch and I'm sure hard to experience and hard to film. Yeah. This happened while you're filming season nine. Mm -hmm. Did you think to take a break? Did your family want you to step away for a minute? What was that like? Production was really, really sensitive and accommodating with it. I took the rest of the week off. I believe it happened. It happened on a Monday. And so like that that rest of the week, I didn't do anything and they completely understood. And then I went back pretty quickly after. But I remember having a conversation with my parents because I wanted to just like respect them and what how they were feeling and everything. And my dad, you know, he's very business oriented and he looked at us like, this is a job. This is a commitment. And, you know, it's fine with us if you want to go back. I do. And it ended up being like a, a good distraction, too. Right. But at the same time, my head was all over the place. Like just watching some of the episodes back, I have like zero recollection of some of the conversations I'm having. Not to sound like a forgetful housewife because I always say that. But like <laughs> I really. Well, you were dealing. You weren't drunk. You were dealing with. Yeah. You're right. Like it could have been a distraction, but also. Did you ever feel like, how am I talking about this bullshit? Yeah. And like petty fights and boys and whatever. A hundred percent. Where like this huge thing happened and like puts everything in perspective. Yeah, that that's exactly how it felt. It kind of felt like someone just pressed play. You know, I said that another time talking about it, like everything was paused for a minute. And then I was like, OK, we're back in it. And that was that was an adjustment because I didn't want to go off on someone for something that like wasn't meant for them you know so I was really trying to just like oh you weren't trying to like because you were emotional like be harder on people yeah like snap off on someone when it's like misplaced emotion and I feel like I've you really didn't by the way well I watch it back and I'm like shaking like somebody wake her up like have a reaction you you were like on autopilot a little bit yeah I do Mm. it wasn't until like Jamaica that I kind of see myself reacting more like coming back to life a little bit yeah it's not in a good way like I was so exhausted and so tired and like I just didn't have the energy to be keep being polite yeah you know oh I'm excited for Jamaica (laughs) it hasn't aired yet like while we're while we're talking your brother Connor how was he doing right before like were you in touch with him like did he seem like everything was okay yeah yeah he was actually at a wellness center in Sonoma And it was for like it treated not only like his problems with like the drugs, but it also dealt with his limes and like got him on like a strict diet. It was just like a full blown like wellness center. Yeah, it's Lyme disease. Lyme disease. Mm. Yeah. And so it just it worked with all the stuff. It worked with the addiction. It worked with that. It got his like diet on board. And 
it was his idea to go. Like every time he wanted to get better, it was always his idea. So we all went there for Christmas and spent Christmas there with him. And it was so much fun. Like Sedona, it was all our first time. And he made the absolute most of it for us. And so, yeah, that was the last time we were all together as a family. And it was like the best, the best memories. And then he came home from there to Charleston. And that was the last time I saw him. We were actually supposed to go to dinner that night. And we just had really great conversations, you know, and not conversations that we would normally have, you know, like really deep and thoughtful conversations. And we got to tell each other things that we wouldn't normally tell one another. And I know now like those were all happening for a reason because Mm. I just and I'm grateful for that time. time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just I'm so grateful for it. I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. It's such a it's such a sad thing to happen. And for you, it happened on TV. And these people were around you, though, like your castmates Mm -hmm. supporting you. Very much so. Yeah. You feel like everyone kind of showed up. Yeah, everyone did there. I mean, they were great. They all came to the funeral and visitation. They all came by on separate occasions, brought food. Craig cooked a lasagna, a gluten-free lasagna. And we're all sitting there telling him, like, tell Paige, thank you. We, like, really enjoy lasagna. He's like, I made it. (laughs) And Austin, he brought a ton of food. He came by every day. And so, yeah, they all really stepped up. And I will always be grateful for that. Did your family consider you maybe not sharing the full story of what happened? Did you guys maybe think, like, to keep that private? Or did you know you were going to be transparent about No, I mean, at the beginning, all my focus was on just how they felt, you know, and Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to step on their feelings with anything. I think we were just really just trying to, like, get through the shock of it together. And then I knew when the episode came out that people were going to start asking questions. And I actually got a call after the episode aired. I got a call from the coroner's office in Charleston, and they called and said, page six is blowing us up for the coroner report. Oh my God. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. And what did I'm, you say? Well, I was just like, well, what's the legal response right. here? Like, do you have to? And there's this law called four years, like freedom of information. Right. And under that, you have to turn over for $65. You can buy medical results like that. And so, so they don't need your permission. It, she was really just calling to let us know we're going to have to. Oh, and she was giving you a heads up. Yeah. And I was like, how much time do we have? And there's a lot of research. A lot of, and I called, I mean, the network, Bravo, like they all were all hands on deck helping me with it. And so they helped my family like with a statement. And then they also helped us connect with People Magazine because we knew like, okay, page six is going to have something to oh, say so about this. Oh, so you wanted this. to have your story. Yeah. And just like first. do him justice and yeah. not make it so it was just like, oh, it was like a drug problem and that's it. Like there was so much more to it. Yeah. And he was very, very private about it. But did you feel like responsibility because like you're famous? So that brought that on? Yeah. I, it was a lot of guilt because he didn't sign up for the show. You know, like he didn't. And here he was, like, his name was in tabloids. And, like, my parent, I just, that was the hardest part is just seeing it affect them and having to deal with what was already so difficult on, like, another weird level. Yeah. And that was a whirlwind. But, I mean, we had help. and Well, luckily, do you feel like because Charleston is, like, so small? Because I wonder if, like, in another state you would have even gotten a call. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's so true. I had I had been told that that could possibly happen. So when I spoke with them and 
they were the ones letting me know it could. I'd asked them. I was like, can can you give us kind of a heads up? And they didn't have to. Yeah. So they agreed to. And that's very true. But oh, okay. I learned a lot uh, legally about like our laws and stuff yeah. at that time. I was like, wow, that's foul. So your family and you feel good about kind of getting your story out and being honest. Yeah. And, and kind of honoring Connor. For sure. Because if it does bring awareness and help others, which my Instagram messages were just like blowing up with people with all the same experience with Lyme and then turning to addiction because doctors weren't listening to their symptoms. They were mm. just kind of giving them pain medicine. It's just seeing how many people had the same experience was like enough of a reason to be comfortable talking about it. And my parents realized that too. Yeah. Did anybody on the show disappoint during that time? During it? No, but it was again, like afterwards, like when we, picked back up and yeah. started where we let like the drama and stuff like that to even be talked about. And I just felt like I didn't like they're forgetting too quick. Yeah. And I didn't need to be like pet and, you know, checked on all the time. But I just would have appreciated a little bit more grace and understanding. Well, that's what makes you so not a reality TV star in a way, in the best way I'm saying <laughs> this, in the best way, because like you are so kind, you're so gracious. I could see so many and we've seen on other shows like people that deal with, you know, any sort of trauma or death like would have exploded on anybody. Rightfully so, you know, being like, I just this happened to me. How are you? And you literally are just so kind <laughs> and so didn't go there, even though people hurt you. Yeah. And how did you like you're just that kind of a person? I think I mean, the autopilot thing that you mentioned yeah. earlier, that was like a big part of it. But I do think that I just knew it wasn't going to serve me at all, like reacting. And if they weren't already thinking in the terms of like what I'm going through, like I'm not going to be the one to remind them, remind them. Yeah. It's just like, OK, noted. noted. And I think that's why later in the season I do start to kind of have a bit of a temper because I'm just kind of in shock that people aren't. Yeah. Sensitive. Yeah. Like I but I don't know. And I also just wanted to be sure not to just go off the handle. I wanted to. It's funny because people always say that, like you handle it so well. Right. But like looking back on it, I'm like, did I? But I mean, I appreciate you saying that. Though. No, it's, you. it's completely true. Did you watch this show before going on? I did. Yeah. Like in general or to get ready for it? In general. I watched it like the early years. Oh, yeah, wow. A while ago. And like um, when Catherine and what's his face? Thomas. Yep. Thomas Ravenel, Catherine. Oh, my Cameron. God. Yeah. I watched it like early, early on. Did you ever think you would be on it? Like looking back, like you watched the show. No, I really I I didn't like when Leva said that to me, I was just like, oh, like, yeah, definitely throw it in there. I, I didn't think it would get to it. Did you ever think you would be on reality TV? Like when you said you wanted to be in the industry, was that ever like an option in your mind? No, I didn't. I was thinking like scripted. Yeah, only scripted. And I, to me, I looked at this as like another avenue. I was a little nervous because you don't really see that many scripted actors go from that to right. reality, you know? So I didn't think that was any kind of You didn't think that board. was going to like help you yeah. with that? I honestly was like, okay, I have to make a decision. Right. I don't think I can do both. But then, no, I didn't think it would be something I would do. But I've really... I've well, look some... at Kim Kardashian. Yeah, She's becoming true. an actress now. She is. She's popping up She's all over popping. the place. I mean, she did AHS. Did you see it? No, I didn't. I haven't either. But I heard she was really good. Uh -huh. And now she's like, I think like in two more 
She popped shows. up in a couple like Tyler Perry movies, I remember. Oh, really? Yeah. Probably like cameos. Yeah. But this is yeah. like she's an actor now. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I got to check that out. Yeah. Anyway, so never say never. <laughs> Do you feel like when you started the show, obviously reality TV was like new to you. Do you feel like you have your understanding more of how everything works now? I actually do. Like, and I don't know if that's because I'm interested in like paying attention to it, but Mm -hmm. I do. I'm catching on. And I remember Leva before going into it, trying to explain to me different things. And she was like, I honestly can't tell you how this is going to be. You just have to experience it. And she was right. Because it's not only with like the business side of it, but like relationships and just how you talk to someone versus trying to think of the way to put like it. Like on camera? Yeah. like Or just thinking like you're never fully able to like trust 100%. Right. You know, and that's like that was different. And right. Because uh, people will always part of the show is like, did you hear what she said? Yeah. Like she yeah. told me this or like whatever. Season eight went by pretty like unscathed for you aside from the reunion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like everything came <laughs> to a head so. there. And then this season is like your season. Yeah. Like it's kind of all surrounding the drama. Did you ever expect that to happen? Did you think like, oh, I'm going on the show. I'll like be in the crew. Did you think like you would have a season that was like so centered around you? No, I did not expect that starting out. I think like in my head, it was if Austin and I like moved forward and actually started dating. I thought that would be it more like if he and I had drama and like I could see that taking more of a presence, but I I never saw it going like the way that it did. So why did you break up? It was just very shaky to start with, but we got really, really close when cameras went away. That's like when we like dated, dated. And then I remember at reunion, I just like I had had his back a lot when, when we were together and it just felt like I'd had his back a lot and then we go to reunion and he just like didn't have mine at all. That was like the turning point for me. There's so many different things that happened. But like I just remember for me, that's what changed is seeing him just sit there quietly at reunion when like Madison was like going in and like making fun of the relationship and saying there wasn't a relationship and he was just quiet. And I remember just like my heart sank. Like I was like, because that was the first time we were filming like together because we don't film together on the season. We're kind of like off having conversations about each other. Mm-hmm. So then to like spend eight months together and then do reunion and see him out like that. Like I was like, I just felt like everything was like not real, not almost. real. Yeah. And uh-huh. it I don't know. We were so back and forth. Like, I think we had no business going into things romantically. We should have just stayed friends. Oh, from the beginning, you mm-hmm. think it shouldn't have happened? Yeah, because we were much well, better he friends. He I, where I'm at in the season now it sounds like you're the one that got away for for him. Like, he's like, I love her. He says it to you. He says it to Madison, which is how weird was that seeing Madison and Austin talking about you? It That was that was. And I made a comment on there and I actually apologized to Madison for it when I was like, how would you feel if your spouse was talking about like her and her husband? I was like, how would you feel if your spouse was talking to the ex? And I felt really bad for saying that. I didn't even remember saying it. And I watched it back and I was like, why did you feel so, so bad sorry. about it? Well, just like talking about Brett, like I was saying how I wonder how Brett feels like if Madison's sitting there talking to that. I don't know, because I, I just I don't know anything about You're so sweet that you apologized. Are you and Madison like cool now, though? Yeah. 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 From the beginning, it's weird, though, because you both dated Austin, but obviously everyone's so incestuous. What do you think Fair. about that? How is everyone so incestuous? 
forgive everybody so quickly and move on. Shep is okay with Taylor and Austin. He's okay with the nude sent to Whitney. Like everything's okay with everybody. That was Shep's like mantra this season. Like everything's okay. We're okay. I'm okay. Right. Everything's okay. And I was like, if you do that kumbaya shit to me one more time. Is he faking it or does he not care? Maybe. No, I think he really, I think he just has, he doesn't care. Like, I think he's so like, I don't want to waste time caring about this stuff. Like, let's move on from it. And like, I can appreciate that part of him, but I can also see how it causes people like Taylor to get upset. Like that was something that she was so bothered by in the breakup. It's like, you just don't show any remorse. You don't show sadness that you don't have me anymore. Like that was like her big thing with him. But that's just, yeah, I just feel like that's how they deal with it all because they know they're going to be around each other all the time. They know they have like great chemistry. I'm talking about like the guys like Shep, Craig and Austin. So I think they just feel like they're better together than apart. So they just bounce back really quick. It's funny, Austin, I mean, yeah, Austin said in the last episode that I watched when Paige didn't co- end up coming to Jamaica mm-hmm. and he was like, not that there's trouble in paradise with Craig and Paige, but if there was like, I wish you would tell me like, dude, you can tell me. And I'm like watching Austin say this, like, I want him to know that he can tell me anything. And I'm like, is he OK? Like he really thinks like he's this like trustworthy person. Like they fucked each other over so many so times. Many times. <laughs> didn't like one of them tell Lindsay back on winter house at the other I mean they just constantly constantly and it's like how can you trust each other it's a different like realm of friendship like I don't understand it a lot of us don't I don't have friends like like I don't have friendships like that but I think they just know like what works for them but yeah it's wild I'm with you eBay and I and you I mean we go way back I've been using eBay before there even was an Amazon or online shopping. I mean, eBay was it. I remember buying my first watch there, typing in like gold vintage watch. I thought it was so cool. Nowadays, when you're shopping for like more expensive stuff and even designer stuff, it gets a little scary out there because you want to know that what you're buying is legit, that it's real, that it's authentic. And now eBay is offering a new thing. It's called eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know that what you're buying is real. Okay? eBay is making sure that the things you love and buy are authenticated by real experts because we all know there is no feeling like real and there is no feeling like catching a fake. Okay. So these days to know for sure you're getting the real deal, go straight to eBay. When you're searching, just look for that blue check mark. It will say authenticity guarantee. And that means that when you buy it, you know, that it was authenticated by real experts through a hands-on detailed inspection, every stitch, sole, logo, and inch of it. They're making sure you are getting the real thing. So when you're finally ready to buy that thing you love, I get it. You have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere and it's really hard to tell the difference for yourself. But with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, it's easy. Look for the blue check mark and know that it's checked by real experts. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So this season, we have the obvious drama with Taylor and Austin trying to maybe have something right after you broke up. I couldn't remember like how close were because this season starts you and Taylor are and two peas in pod. You're mm-hmm. so close. How close were you when this allegedly went down? Well, not allegedly, I guess, when this went down between them. I mean, we were we were very close at that point. We got close when we were both 
dating them. Like when I was with Austin, she was with Shep. That's when mm. we got close because like the four of us hung out a good bit and would travel. And then the breakups obviously made us closer because we like confided in each other and both were there for one another. So well, this is actually wild. I would say it's like as wild as it looks. It's yeah, no, it is because it. I noticed because you didn't see a lot of the friendship in our first season. Right. That's when we were meeting. So I know it can seem that I'm being dramatic or I'm like beating a dead that, horse. Like, it doesn't seem like you were that close. Yeah, but there's so much going on off camera. And then we pick cameras back up. So it's like people have to remember there's an eight month gap here of things uh -huh. that happen. And so I, I never want to like make it seem that I'm trying to like be overkill or or dramatize something when it wasn't that big like I didn't want this for Taylor and I at all but yeah it seems like you really care about her yeah like even after finding this out you go to lunch you try to go up to her parents house what happened there you come <laughs> you do the whole drive how long is the drive five hours okay, so this is crazy to watch uh, I didn't even know it was that long you drive up to the mountain open mind you mm -hmm. have your suitcase you roll on in and you roll on out. <laughs> what happened? Like, what happened in that conversation on the on the deck there that really made you switch like that? I just sincerely felt at that point that she was lying to me. Like I we had had so many conversations and I and each time there was something new. So this conversation, I just I was like, she's not telling me the truth. And I mm. and the last thing I wanted because I do. I adore her parents. She's got a great family. The last thing I wanted to do was stay there after feeling this way. It's just like the more we talked and the more things she said that weren't adding up, I, I was like, this is a mistake. I, this is a mistake. How long I were you there in reality? Well, oh, at, at her, her house, house, an hour. <laughs> Where did you think you were going? Well, you, I don't know. You, did you see it? No, it I saw like, I, It was confusing. Yeah. So now we know five hour drive. You leave thinking, I don't even know where I'm going from yeah. here. I just know I have to get out. Yes. They end up being around, so you you the crash guys. The, the guys thing, yeah, and then sleep at Shep's that night, uh huh. But see her there, yeah. How was that? Super awkward. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty uncomfortable. And then you had to kind of be there for her because Shep was mean right. To her. It's such a, it's like, yeah, it's such a weird. That's how I was. It was one second I'm just like over and don't want to see her, and then but my heart's still in it where I care about her as her friend. Yeah, and then yeah, what Shep said was pretty terrible so even if I wasn't friends with the girl I'd be like yeah you here's my wine to throw her. at him what she is admitting on the show to make it to clear is like she and Austin for a second thought that they would try because mm -hmm. they had such a close bond yeah that in itself without hooking up or having sex is obviously breaking girl code breaking friend code breaking all the codes it's fucked up and like how would she even when she said to the camera whatever confessional uh -huh. it happens all the time <laughs> did you see that part yeah <laughs> two best friends become I'm like it happened <laughs> what like 60 minutes is she watching that it's like happening all the time I was that's when I was like you were saying about other people having no remorse that kind of felt to me pretty wild that felt like she doesn't see this as a mistake she sees this as it would have made total sense yeah and it's comments like that that happen that she kept saying in conversations that made me realize like we are on very different pages here with how we value friendships and to it, say the least though Olivia. yeah no like it was 
but then it's like when she says stuff like that, I was just sitting there like, I don't even have a response to that because my brain doesn't even so operate in that place. Yeah. And so I don't want to, I don't even know how, where to begin to explain how, how bizarre that was that you just said that. So I was just in every conversation was like that stuff's not adding up and you just got to be honest with me. It's going to be hard. It's going to be awkward and weird, but like, it's going to get so much worse. If what you're did not. you feel like she was lying about? Well, the first time she told me that they just thought. Right. About thought. And then you found out they did. Make well, out. I was just like, then you found out she made the move. Yeah. He said it and she said it. Yes. But then she swore up and down. There was no kiss. And then the next time we want to talk, she was like, well, there was a kiss. Like it just was trickle of truth. Yeah. And then every time she did want to like tell me I was in such an uncomfortable place. Like, did you see the pheasant dinner? Yeah. Episode like yes. where she tells me that they actually did kiss and then chef's like, everyone sit down, put a smile on eat a pheasant. And I so I didn't even have the space to react. And that's when I was just that's like, the dinner that Madison is yelling at her. No, that was, that um, you know, we're eating some other animal. We're eating steak at <laughs> <laughs> JT's clubhouse. I weirdly, even though I had a lot of anger watching Taylor, how she treated you, how Madison was taking out her own stuff on Taylor. Yeah. Was and you defended Taylor in that moment, too, because mm-hmm. it seemed like a lot. But do you think there's any? And then I got a lot of actual messages saying that Madison is right, that if she did that, there's a double standard. She yeah. would get called all these names by the guys, which she has. And Taylor somehow is doing this wild shit. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Taylor, like, you know, Bible. Do you <laughs> do you think there is a double standard there? I, I do. I definitely do. In the moment, I wasn't thinking of it like that. I was just trying to, like, protect Taylor from Madison's outburst. But thinking about it later and, like, Madison even saying that, like, if I did that, I was like, yeah, there there's a... a very much a double standard. And I honestly don't know exactly what it is. Like, I don't know if it's like Madison's just, I think it's like the South, you know, like mm-hmm. Taylor plays into the like good girl thing. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, I, I felt that too. And mind you, that day was my first day back after being off mm-hmm. from everything. So I didn't know what was happening. So when they started talking about the nude picture and like everything, I was just, I mean, the steak fell out my mouth. I was like, what? Are we talking about it here? It sounds like to me now to like psychoanalyze her since Shep wasn't giving any reaction to any of this. Like she just kept on doing wild shit. Yeah. It's I think, like maybe now he'll react if I yeah. fucking send a nude to Whitney. Yeah. Maybe now he'll react if I consider dating his best, best friend. friend. No, I think you're spot on with that. And in that sense, it is. It's it's she's spiraling in this season, though. I feel like that's no excuse to what she did to you and your friendship. But like you can tell that she's yeah spiraling. Yeah. And that's I mean, a lot of why I wanted to still be able to be there for her and why I was like trying to get us to like a better place, even amid what she was telling me. But at some point, I'm you like, I got to I got to have my own back in this. So did you give up on trying to repair that friendship? I did. Yeah. And did she? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, we did. We haven't talked really since filming other than like our moms are still friends Mm. and you know her mom will send me like very sweet messages and but like Taylor and I know I don't we don't talk did she ever or did anyone else in the group say like you're being more mad at her than you are at Austin and and why not in the group because I think like they understood like knowing Austin and I's history and me probably just like falling back into old habits but 
like the viewers and stuff, they're the viewers can be harsh with they're them. they're all saying that and like rightfully so. Like I can understand why it seems like I'm giving one a pass and but you're not. But in your defense, like you're not dating Austin anymore. Right. Austin is your ex. She's your friend. Like you can be mad at him, but at that point, like you weren't in a relationship with him anymore. Right. So you can like, but then yes, he reached out to you about your brother and you were, but to me, it feels like if Taylor was trying that hard, you'd probably give her space too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. I think too, like Austin reached out, like came through at a time where I was very vulnerable and I had already started pulling away from Taylor because we had had all these conversations where things weren't adding up. Yeah. So like it was just like the timing of it all. And I just was looking for like comfort and and that was Austin. And I just didn't I didn't want to keep trying with Taylor because I didn't think I was. I felt like I was kind of the only one trying. And then yeah. Austin just swooped in at, at the right time and he was really there for me. And we had like trauma bonding if you want to call it that and so I leaned into that because I didn't I mean Austin did a lot of fucked up shit not only to you in general but it does seem in this case of your brother passing and also with you specifically he's like going to therapy and he says like I went because of Olivia (laughs) yeah I was like wait are you (laughs) sure you're you're not sure (laughs) no I was like how how I didn't. It I didn't. sounds like he's making it seem like you're the one that got away and that he doesn't understand, like wants to understand himself. Like, why would he yeah. not cherish this thing that he knows is so great? Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, we just everything with him, the timing of it was what was so uncomfortable. Like he would want to be in a relationship like right before BravoCon or reunion or something. And then it was like right after reunion when like he was one that was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like it just, and so that's mm. what I mean. Like it just felt very, it started to feel very disingenuous there wow. towards the end. And like, I don't know. That's, it's just, that's how I was going off of yeah. that. So now you're dating somebody not on reality TV. <laughs> Correct. You have a boyfriend. <laughs> How's that? How long has it been? It's been seven months. Oh, wow. I know. Going strong. I know. I had him like just, I didn't really like talk about it much. I wanted to like see how it went first, you know, and then and then you hard launched and then I, hard la- I know I didn't even know what a soft launch was. And I was like, oh, was launch, it a soft, soft launch, launch or hard no, no, launch? No, it was a soft launch. And then I was like, OK, well, I'll do a hard launch now. Yeah, but, um, that's exciting. Yeah, no, I like him a lot. He lives in Dallas, which is like where I'm from. So it just is another is it kind of long distancey, though, then it is. But he can work remote. So he's in Charleston. He's finance, right? But yes, mm, that's good. Yeah. Are you happy that he's not like in this world? I am. But he also never watched the show. Like I made him watch it with me one time. And it was I have like a video of him watching it. Only it was, one episode. It was the first episode I made him watch was from last season. And it was when we were at where we went to that place that Whitney took us. Anyways, we're playing Beer Olympics like we're getting hammered. And so I put that one on because I was like, I feel like that can. Like he needs to get the vibe. Yeah. He needs Are to you get preparing him like you think he might come on? I don't know. I haven't. We haven't talked about it yet. He's just very much like do what you need to do kind of guy. Like he doesn't seem like he would be interested in being on, but he's very supportive. And I think if if there was a time where it would make work sense. for him to come on, make sense. Yeah. He, he probably would. Do you see this being like the one? So far. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and weirdly, you were on vacation with him and Austin together. Weirdly. Yes. So in the same vicinity, same house yeah. and everything. The people who have the house there 
they we met them when we were like when Austin and I were together. So then when, when we broke up, we both still stayed friends with them. So they were just like, well, we're going to keep inviting you to these things and y'all to our house in the Bahamas. Yeah. Oh, OK, like, good friends to I, make. I know. That's why yeah. I was like, listen, Austin, you don't matter enough for me not to go on this trip. Let's figure it the fuck out. Like I'm going on this trip. So. I wonder, though, if you if for you, it's not hard. You have this new guy. You're happy. Was it? Did it seem like it was hard for him? Mm, no. No? No. And if it did, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and like him and the, and your boyfriend vibed? They did. I remember like on the way there, I was like trying to like, I was telling Alex, I was like, yeah, you know, when you get drunk, you're a little like, you're very nice, but you don't have to be too nice with Austin. You can just be like, sup, buddy? Like, you don't have to be buddy, buddy. He's like, I got this. It's fine. And then four hours later, I look and they're both driving up on a golf cart together. <laughs> and I was like, there weren't enough golf carts at the club. Y'all had to get in the same one. But no, it was it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. So I have to ask quickly about Rod. OK. Was there ever a vibe? There was. It was before filming. Because on camera, didn't look like a vibe. I know. I, I'm not kidding. Like how things went with Austin first time around on camera. I was like genuinely holding back this. I was like, I just don't think I want another relationship like I don't want to figure this out with someone on camera again and like I know that's not how it's supposed to go but I just I couldn't help but think that way and also Rod he's not anything like Austin like they're they're very completely different but it was it was me like I was the one that made it complicated because no yeah like but were you you weren't feeling him that's what it looks like I think I was feeling him at the beginning and then the more convoluted things got for me mentally like the less the more I started to pull back and oh wait then I have me. to ask about this now I just remembered it's not even the bra because <laughs> like I'm gonna take off the bra the minute I get home too mm-hmm. but like am I a, like go to somebody's house hang out that's a boy and take off the bra right away yeah I get it I get it I but it seriously was an uncomfortable bra you took it off and left it there yeah it was we were out downtown he, I, I was ready to leave and he was like, well, let's just go back to my place and kick in. We hadn't hung out in a while and we were finally back in a good place. So I was like, yeah, I love that idea. And we went and we had fun, talked, wine, put on a movie and just, I had a huge hoodie on and just out of comfort, like did it. And then I was leaving to get my Uber and he's like, wait, you're bra. And I was halfway out the door and I was like, just throw it away. And I remember the next morning waking up and I was like, what a fucking <laughs> idiot you are. And sure enough, Everyone knew about it the next day. How did everyone know somebody saw it? Austin had a girl come over after me <laughs> that night. Yeah. Like t- tender somebody bra on the couch, displayed it. I'm the idiot. I Wait, get you it. You didn't but... do anything with him that night. No, nothing. Okay. Yeah. Mm-mm. If you would have, you would have regretted I... it probably instantly. But also, everyone would have known about it. Look, I left my bra there, and the whole town of Charleston knows about it. You think if we didn't hook up, it would that would be out there too? Right. But no, nothing happened. What time did you leave? Um, midnight. Uh huh. No, I'm just wondering what time like random girls are coming over to Austin's <laughs> house. Just I know, like interested. That's why another episode when he's saying he's like, you know, I'm just in a place right now where I'm not doing anything with any women, and he's saying that to Rod, and Rod's friend is the one who went over there. Mm. So Rod's sitting there like, well, you just had a girl over last night, so you can't be yeah. too serious about that. Well, it was going back to Rod like. I think people were like, oh, Rod. And then there was judgment on him, too, for like not having any tact and asking you to be exclusive during. First of all, while you're like at Chaps and like everything's crazy. Uh, And then also like when you're obviously like going through it, like it didn't like the fact that he thought it was the right time was a little weird. I I know that I feel like. 
he was put in a really difficult position because we were in a place where we were seeing each other. We had gone on dates. I had expressed interest. And then this big thing happens and it, he wanted to like be there for me and wasn't sure mm. how, just like in the place he was in. Mm. And I don't know. I think maybe he just. But he's a good guy. He's such a good guy. Yeah. I mean, such a good guy, like the, an absolute gentleman. He's so smart. He's so witty. And I hate that you don't get to see all of those sides of him this no, season. No, but I think you do get to see that like he's a good one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just that he the little tactless. With, yeah. You know, trying to have that conversation at that time. <laughs> well, it was just bad, too. We had like Jerry Springer of Taylor yeah. and Shep behind us happening. And he's like, and come here for like... a second. Boyfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> and you're like, no, but it was nice because then that's what I mean. Like, you didn't lead him on then. Like, he asked you and you gave the answer. At I'm that glad point. it turned out like that. I was like pretty wine intoxicated. And in my head, I was just talking in circles. But I remember watching it back and I was like, oh, that made sense. Yeah. Sweet. OK, couple questions before you go. Quick ones. Who do you think is more likely to end up single forever, Shep or Austin? Shep. Shep. Who's going to stand Southern Charm the longest? Shep. Shep. <laughs> From one to ten, how intimidated are you by Pat? Five. Yeah? Not that intimidating? Uh-uh. Really? No. She, I mean, she seems lovely. I think if you're on your bad side, yeah, you should definitely put that up there to a ten. And also, how is Kathy Hilton's holiday party? I was such a fangirl. That's such a cool invite. It was so cool. No, yeah. it was so much fun. I, I really, really, really wanted to get a picture with her. And the whole night I was like, okay, just get that. Just get that. And then I'm on the carpet doing press and I turn to my right and she's right there, says hi to me. And I froze. And I was like, do we have any pictures of me at least looking at her? <laughs> like, No. No. Are you a fan of uh, Beverly Hills? Yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. That what was... else do you watch? Vanderpump. Vanderpump, oh, Beverly Hills, and then Charm were like my three. Oh, sick. Yeah. Did you, what did you think about the comparisons with like Scandaval and your Scandaval? No, like I. Didn't feel like it was even close. Not in the same arena. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. I remember we were in BravoCon and I was like talking to Sandoval and there was someone else there. And they were like, oh yeah, Olivia is on Southern Charm. She's kind of in a love triangle too. And Tom was like, oh, yeah. And they're like, yeah, but she's the Ariana. And he was like, oh. And I was like, no, no, oh no, my no, no. God. Like, I'm not. I'm not the Ariana. That was so much worse. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, you handle everything, like I said, with such grace. I appreciate that. And uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I can't me. wait to see you next season. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.